This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Team, there's a lot of Obamacare talk, including the debate last night and also President Obama talking about it today. In fact, right now, he's talking about it. we got the perfect person to walk us through what's real, what's not, what we need to know. Ovik Roy who is Forbes' opinion editor. He also advised Marco Rubio on policy in 2015 and was a senior advisor to Rick Perry. He's a healthcare expert, smart guy all around. Ovik, great to have you. Hey, buddy, how are you? That intro music is pretty good. I I need the MP3 for that. Thank you. Yeah, we we, we rock it kind of funky in the hut. So uh, let's start with Hillary last night on Obamacare. Weak weak sauce, I thought. Weak sauce all around. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Hillary is stuck because... The things that you have to do to, quote-unquote, fix Obamacare involve actually repealing at least parts of it, right? The only way you're going to make Obamacare, quote-unquote, work is to repeal the regulations that drive up premiums and make health care more expensive for everyone. She doesn't want to do that because she philosophically believes in the federal government regulating everything. And, of course, Trump says, yeah, he's going to repeal it. But unless you actually have a specific plan to repeal it that's carefully crafted and intelligent, you're not going to get it done. So I feel like Trump is empty rhetoric on this, too. But for Hillary, I'm surprised that this hasn't been more of a liability in the campaign, given that exchanges are in bad shape. I just read off, I think it was yesterday, some of the premiums on the main insurers in different states are going up 50 percent, 90 percent. One of them was over 100 percent. Shouldn't that get people's attention? How is that not more of an issue? Yeah, you know, I, I, look, I think the voters who are harmed by Obamacare, I'm sure that, that, uh, that they're aware of it and they're upset about it, and, and hopefully they take that into consideration when they vote. Um, and you're right, it should be more of an issue. And if, we, if we've been, ha- that's the debate we should have been having all along. I wish that uh, the Republican nominee had been hammering home that point every day. I mean, he talks about how bad Obamacare is, but he doesn't get into those specifics, which I think would do a lot uh, to, uh, to, to call attention to these problems. Do we have Hillary from audio? Uh, Hillary audio? Yeah, okay. This is what Hillary said last night about it. Play it. And I'll say something about the Affordable Care Act, which he wants to repeal. The Affordable Care Act extended the solvency of the Medicare trust fund. So if he repeals it, our Medicare problem gets worse. What we need to do is go after the long-term health care drivers. We've got to get costs down, increase value, emphasize wellness. I have a plan for doing that, and I think that we will be able to get entitlement spending under control is, by with more resources and is, smarter decisions. All right. So if instead of Donald Trump, who doesn't know much about health care, we had Ovik Roy up there on the stage, what would you have said to Mrs. Clinton's little uh, diatribe there? Well, what she said about Obamacare extending the solvency of Medicare is a total lie. Basically, what Obamacare does is it 
cuts Medicare or reduces future spending on Medicare, which isn't inherently bad. We need to reduce future spending on Medicare. But instead of using that money to shore up the long-term solvency of Medicare, like she claims Obamacare does, it takes those savings and then spends them to expand coverage to the uninsured. So, uh, you know, it, it's just not true to say that Obamacare shored up the long-term solvency of Medicare and made it less solvent over the future. And her point about having a plan to, what was it, like, ensure wellness or something? <laughs> she said yeah. some, well, it's like, listen, is she going to encourage yeah, meditation and yoga? Like, what is she talking about? Oh, Hillary Yoga. What is she talking about? Pretty much. I mean, the thing, the thing, that, the, the thing that, and I can tell you this because I know people who work for Hillary Clinton and advise Hillary Clinton, Hillary's strategy in this election and also over the next four years is not to actually do a lot on health care. She's really scarred from the time that she rolled out Hillary Care back in the 90s. Her thought process is we're going to tweak around the edges. We're not going to really change much. And let's just avoid it because it's just a political loser for us if we try to do more. We should be glad that Obama took all those political hits. Let's avoid that. Now, the thing is, it's not going to be totally avoidable in that way because the premiums are going to continue to go up. People are going to continue to be up in arms about that. And that's not something she's going to be able to avoid. There are going to be calls on her to do something about it. And her options to fix Obamacare, going back to our original point, her options to fix Obamacare are pretty limited. What would you say to uh, – I've got some, some choice quotes here from President Obama who's, who's trying to sort of do his best for his namesake uh, or signature law today, and, and he's out there defending it. He said, quote, if your premiums are going up, it's not because of Obamacare. It's because of your employer or insurer. It's not something to be blamed on the ACA. In some cases, these increases are reasonable. reasonable. Some states, they're going up 50 percent or more. It's because they're already – at historically low premiums. What say you, Ovik? That's total cockamamie bullcrap. Is that uh, <laughs> a quick, brief way to put it? I mean, it's completely crap. I mean, the, the entire increase, when, when Obamacare was being debated in Congress in 2009, you may remember this, Buck, there was a time, this would be like 2009, uh, an insurance company in California called WellPoint increased its premiums in one market by 23%. And Obama went all around the country giving speeches about how appalling that was, how horrible that was, and how thanks to the Affordable Care Act, the Affordable Care Act became law and it was passed by Congress, that would never happen again. What we need Obamacare to do is to keep those insurers in line and make sure they can never raise your premiums again. And what have we seen? Premiums have doubled in the Obamacare exchanges since the law was passed. So it's the, the incredible dishonesty of that point is just amazing to me. And I actually, I will say, Vox.com, a left-wing website, as some of your readers will be familiar with, actually invited me to, to send them two op-eds on this, which I did, which you can Google. If you Google my name and Vox, you'll find this stuff. And I talk about this, that Obamacare was designed from the beginning uh, in a way that would drive up premiums. And even though they try to say, oh, everything's fine, don't worry, this is all normal, their own internal correspondence over email that was leaked by WikiLeaks just a couple of days ago proves that they themselves know what a liability this is and that Obamacare isn't working. I mean, I see. I, I just did that. I Googled this and on Vox. Obamacare was built to fail? How so? Yeah, so, I mean, this is something, again, we've talked about this for years, Buck, that when the law was designed, it created this new re layer of federal regulations in an area of the health insurance market that was never regulated at the federal level before. It was regulated at the state level. So you throw in this layer of onerous 
regulations where the federal government is now dictating what kind of insurance your local insurer can sell and what kind of insurance you can buy. And as a result, what happens? The prices go up because once you force insurers to cover all sorts of different services that you don't need, to redistribute income so that young and healthy people have to spend a lot more on their insurance, all of a sudden what happens? Insurance goes up. Sick people you know, are subsidized to some degree, and the majority of people who are in normal health are penalized. So premiums have gone up. It was designed that way. And they all said, well, no, this means that you don't understand. Health insurance, this is how health insurance is supposed to work. It's supposed to work the way it's going to be great. Your premiums are going to go down by 2500 per family per year. That's what Obama promised in 2008. And it's been the exact opposite. Now, what, do you, uh, what would be your response to this uh, Wall Street Journal editorial where you have Phil Graham, who's at AEI, saying uh, the title is Where Clinton Will Take Obamacare – as with Hillary Care, a single-payer national health care system has always been the goal. Is that true, and is that where we're going? Um, yes and no. So, yes, it's always been the goal for the left to go to single-payer, but uh, so long as people like us continue to turn out and vote and elect members of Congress who oppose single-payer and the public option, it won't happen. Remember that in 2009, 2010, when the Democrats had controlled 60 seats in the Senate, meaning they could you know, over, overcome a filibuster, they still couldn't get a public option through because there weren't 60 Democrats who supported a public option. So unless uh, we blow things and, and let them have that kind of control again, uh, we should be able to protect ourselves from something like that. Can you just uh, tell everybody, why is a public option a bad idea? Just, just, just go over that for yeah, everybody yeah. listening so we're clear. Go ahead. Basically, what the public option is, is it's the camel's nose under the tent for government-run single-payer health care. The idea is that a government-run insurer would, quote-unquote, compete with private insurers to offer uh, insurance to you at a lower price. Well, the only way that a government-run insurer is going to compete and offer lower prices is through price controls, by forcing doctors and hospitals to accept for their services lower prices than what the market would otherwise uh, bear. And so the end result would be, if, if the federal government was allowed to do that, private insurance would go away. And the end result would be a monopoly whereby the government would be the only insurer. And if you didn't like the kind of health coverage they provided, you're out of luck. Right. And so we would all assume that coverage would get, I mean, the uh, not coverage, yeah, sorry. Yeah, coverage would get worse. Like, right, everything would get worse. Controls, so, yeah. Once the government is the sole insurer, then the government will say, you know what? You're 92 years old. We're not going to pay for that knee replacement because you're going to die in a year or two, so why should we spend all that money, for example? Um, and, you know, and, and again, like, look, if you decide that you don't want to pay for insurance that covers those things, that's, that's your free choice. But if the government is deciding you don't have the choice, you can't buy coverage that helps you in certain situations or doesn't help you in other situations, that's all gone. And the ability of insurers to be focused on you rather than politics goes away. So if you like the kind of health coverage that people get in Canada, for example, where they have a single-payer system, where there's long, long lines and waiting lists for these kinds of uh, procedures, heart procedures, knee surgeries, hip surgeries, et cetera, then yeah, you know, then maybe you're going to find single-payer great. But I think most Americans want to have choice. They want to know that if my insurance company isn't doing a good job, I can switch and go to another insurer. Under a single-payer system, you can't do that. Under a single-payer system, the government is the only insurer. It's like, the, imagine the post office, but no Federal Express, no UPS. The only way you can get anything delivered to you is through the post office. That's kind of how government health care works at uh, twice the cost.
Now, uh, you you travel in circles or, you know, you move in circles where you have leftists who are big healthcare proponents and who, you know, or this is their area of expertise or at least supposedly yeah. their area of expertise. Are they surprised at the Obamacare problems that have come up or are they like, this is a feature, not a bug? It depends. So there's some sort of center left types who, uh, who understood that there were risks of this, I think. Um, and there are people on the like loony left who just don't understand how economics works at all, who are completely surprised. Uh, but I'd say broadly speaking, no. I think they all relied on Jonathan Gruber. Jonathan Gruber said, everything's going to be fine, don't worry everybody. And everyone just sort of trusted him and said that, assumed that he was right because he was the MIT professor, he was the expert. And, uh, and then they've been surprised that the, the criticisms have turned out to be uh, true. Remember, you, you remember this, Buck, that like in 2013, I was writing about how based on the filings that we were receiving from insurance companies that they were posting online, it was clear that Obamacare was going to drive up premiums just as we had all predicted they would. And the left went nuts saying that I was a liar, I was a fraud, this is all right-wing hackery, etc. And, you know, they were obviously the ones who were, you know, being more partisan and hackish. I, I bet so, you haven't gotten a lot of apologies, have you? Uh, not, not exactly. Yeah, I figured. Well, Ovik, always great to have you on, to have your expertise here for the rest of the team. We appreciate it. Ovik Roy is a Forbes Opinion editor. You can follow him at A-V-I-K on Twitter. Great to have you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. Thanks, buddy. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.